The Incomparable Podcast, number 53, August 2011. It's time for another Incomparable Flash podcast where uh, Doctor Who is on the, the uh, on the table for discussion. Um, the Doctor Who season, what is it, six, part two, began with Let's Kill Hitler. <laughs> Let's kill Hitler. Why not? And we discovered that uh, the, that title is kind of a red herring. Um, and they like Hitler, red herring titles? Amazing. And Hitler and a red herring <laughs> are locked in a cupboard. And that's all we ever see of stupid old Hitler. Um, joining me to discuss Let's Kill Hitler are Serenity Caldwell. Hello. Welcome. You are unauthorized. Your death will now be implemented. You will feel a tingling sensation and then mm-hmm. death. Scott McNulty. Finally, a podcast where I can talk about my true love, Hitler. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Now I, know why we, now I know why you're my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> that voice you heard was Dan Morin, who also is here on time as usual. Sure, sure he is. I, I, like, a, like a time lord, I'm always on time. It's just a question for what? You're keeping your own time. Yeah. And, you're, on, you're on time for me. And Glenn Fleischman also joins us. Hello, Glenn. Hello. I don't know where I've ever seen floating killer jellyfish before, except maybe The Matrix. Maybe The Matrix. Maybe The Matrix. That was Ten years ago, though. Yeah. I could do it again. Time can be rewritten. <laughs> Should we get rid of the second and third Matrix movies? That would be great. Sci-fi yeah. references. That actually would be great. But that's not what we're here to discuss. Uh, right. That's another podcast for another it day. It is. Yes. Let's Kill Hitler was the episode. And nice. I am going to come out and say that I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed every minute of it. And it was ridiculous. And it was crazy. And I didn't care because it was absolutely, for me, absolutely entertaining from start to finish. I liked the... You know, there was we we talked during the last half season of Doctor Who about how so many of Stephen Moffat's scripts involve a whole lot of ideas just kind of jammed together, like in the Day of the Moon and the Impossible Astronaut, especially, and that it could sometimes hinder the story. And what I thought about Let's Kill Hitler was that it was similarly stuffed with all these crazy ideas. But I didn't feel like it got in the way. I actually well, just sort they, of they all worked in service to the plot. Yeah, like they all came to th- this was a rare example of where you know all these he had all these ideas, but they sort of they connected. Like they actually were of a of a piece with one another. And I gotta say, I agree. I agree with Jason. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that coming off of a good man goes to war, which I also thought was a really good episode. Very different you know, kind of episode. Very different kind of episode, but also really good. Like, you know, again, there's a, pl- like, I think uh, so much of the, the, the episodes where he shoves so much stuff in is because he doesn't necessarily have a clear idea or the, the show feels kind of weak. Otherwise it's like, yeah, they're on a pirate ship. Let me throw some ideas in and, and, and like to, to sort of bolster it. Whereas these felt like there was enough going on that they didn't, there was no filler, like everything. These were all ideas clearly that related to the idea of Dr. Who and like, you know, explaining things about the plot that you're like, Oh yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Well, and stuff that there was no, um, I felt like we've had some examples of artificial lengthening of the plot, right? Where they could have done a whole episode, right? Where we meet Rory and Amy's friend 
and we see flashbacks and at the very end of the episode ah oh, there's a revelation that we already all figured out right so they don't do that it's done in that, that, that revelation happens five minutes in I, I, I quite like enjoyed that. that, too, because not only – they had that brief red herring, and you sort of sit there and go, wait a second. If there was a person who was this important in their life, don't you think we would have heard about them before? Like you get just enough time to think that before you figure out like, oh. Well, and, and also that, the way they, that actually kind of worked. Yeah, the way they treat the flashbacks, too, is it's like, all right, so we've never heard of this person go before. Let's go through their life in five easy flashbacks with adorable little music behind it. Yeah, where she makes makes the future happen too. It's like the, the she is necessary in order for the whole future in which she's part of to have occurred. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah, I kind of assumed that maybe she hadn't actually been part of like time travel gets tricky, right? But like, you know, at some point she went back in time and did this, obviously, right? But I, I feel like maybe when we met Amy and Rory at the beginning of like the last season, like maybe that hadn't happened. Yeah. No, I think that's the idea. Is well, I think it yeah. happens in the instant. You know, when he holds up the photo, when he holds up the newspaper cover, and it shows the crop circle that says "Doctor." There's no line through it. It's when Rory t- shows it later, a moment later. There's a line through it. So she's changed the. She's gone back right. and basically grown up in that entire period. In like in that three moment. seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought, and that that to me, you know, strikes me perfectly. Like it works perfectly with her character, right? Like that's something River Song would do. And it's very Doctor Who. Besides, it definitely was that um, with the car. That was the thing that you expected it to be River Song, and then you're like, no, it's not River Song. It's this new character. Oh, but it, it is River Song. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, and I have to say, I agree now. with Bren that I, I love the flashbacks, especially the. Um, well, I can't date Rory. He's gay. <laughs> My God. And the penny drops. <laughs> yes. Or just little Rory. Am I getting warm? Yes, yes Rory. Rory. You know, actually, <laughs> yes. Uh, wh- one of my I favorite was hiding. things about this episode <laughs> is is the fact that we got young Amy Pond. We got Amelia Pond back. Love that actress. She's, oh, she's, she's so great. great. Karen Gillan's I'm, like distant, like third yeah, cousin. cousins or something. Yeah. She's fantastic. I am not, I am not Amelia Pond. Pond. I am a voice interface. You will die in 32 minutes. <laughs> yes. Will not die in thirty-one minutes. You will die in thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, this episode. I have there. It's a rare episode of television for me where I actually stop it and I have to go back in the beginning and start yes. writing down quotes because this episode was just so full. Oh, I have two pages of things that I just found so funny that I had to write down. Where I was that that never happens. It was just it, a lot. There's a lot of really really quick witty dialogue in this episode. I was- which I, I, was really waiting pay, I was waiting to pay the dollar ninety nine for the transcript later, though. <laughs> so uh, that Scott, Scott didn't say anything, so I'm going to. I'm just going to go ahead and assume he hates it. Oh, probably. <laughs> no, he. Oh, wait. Where's John Syracuse? Oh, wait. Not in this episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it defaults to Scott. Oh. That's true. I, I, I must. I am contractually obligated not to like this episode. Sadly, in fact, I did like it. Uh, I'm going to sue uh, you for breach of my contract. Condolences. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a tough situation that I found myself in. Although there is one part I did not like, but I could save that because no one's touched upon it. Although I thought I thought that um, the tiny people in the uh, human shaped uh, ship could have deserved an entire uh, episode <laughs> devoted to it. Well, they were going to be like a, it could have been a pre episode. 
It's like a parallel universe Star Trek. It was great. Like the captain. Yeah, I, care, and the, I mean, the configuration of the bridge was basically identical <laughs> to Voyager, I think. So there's mm. people um, on the it's internet, because it's what happens with the internet, complaining it's a about. Compla- compla- right. How would you know it's a miniaturization? Well, we were hit by <laughs> a ray and we're miniaturized. So <laughs> it, it, people on the internet complaining about how impractical it is, because why wouldn't you just make a robot and all these things? It's like, okay. Okay. Here's the thing about this. Oh, were, the internet. If, if, oh, internet. It's time to unplug the internet oh internet's the all of them if, if the hurricane were, hasn't killed if you were concerned that the miniaturization ray people in the spaceship <laughs> bo- patient, spaceship bob are are impractical you are missing the whole point which is it was cool and funny and strange <laughs> and it kind of hilarious and it's like star well, trek yeah. but the, it's a guy no, it's like, it's like <laughs> you get time travel it's you get time travel and what do you do is you create bad robots. I mean the robots are amazing on the outside but cannot act in a lifelike manner which is great and uh, an amazing technology. You shrink yourself and you go and you torture war criminals for a few minutes before they are supposed to die anyway. That is an incredibly interesting life so, mission there. So as ridiculous well, as the concept is actually it also spawns speaking of Ren writing down pieces of dialogue – my maybe my favorite line, other than "shut up, Hitler," in the entire thing, <laughs> yeah. is is when the doctor says, "I was going to say, who do you think you are?" But I think it's pretty obvious. Yes, that was just <laughs> that was so a great, great understated line too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, one of my favorite sequences from this entire episode was the the doctor and River Song trying to one up each other. Yes, uh, over being it was very Sherlock, stopping right? him from getting killed. Oh, I thought it was Princess Bridey, like the. Uh, you might think that I was. Well, it's also go, from I... the Curse of Fatal Death, the Stephen King oh. yeah. thing. It's also that. Oh, I went yeah. back in time before that and bought exactly. the architect dinner, and there's well, a I banana. <laughs> the way it was shot very was very reminiscent of Moffat's other show, though, in Sherlock. Yeah. Where I just, as I was watching it the second time through, I'm like, man, I've seen these camera yeah, angles before, cuts. but I don't matter because it's cool. <laughs> Scott, what didn't you like? Uh, I did. My one quibble uh, was, in fact, about the robot. And uh, are you those the, people on the internet? Uh, that was mostly He's all me. of them. I am uh, exactly. Oh, there good. are millions of tiny. Oh, I'm relieved. People inside Scott. It's Almost just they, they all have uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, no, uh, my my one problem is the the uh, intruder destruction mechanism. That is apparently everyone needs to wear wristbands so that the robot doesn't kill them. But the wristbands are <laughs> not really – yeah, they're faulty. So you <laughs> could – they could made, just randomly kill you. The because, wristbands were uh, made by Hewlett-Packard, of course. And, oh. Of course. And they were – oh. Uh, so that was my – I mean that's a very get, minor quibble. But I'm like, you know, if you can travel back in time, you could probably come up with a better system of getting rid of intruders from your robot that you can miniaturize yourself into. I was wondering about that because when they sucked that first guy in and I was like, there's no security. Like the woman was just standing there. They're not going to they're going to let him like wander around the inside of the row. Oh, here come the jellyfish. Yes. Now all <laughs> the antibodies. Uh, well, I, I see what they were doing, but. But it was, imp- yeah, the- it was impractical. Yes, it was a poor security system. And you see her wristband, the, the makeup department woman's wristband malfunctioning. You think initially, oh, this is going to be the central plot of the episode, right? Where – that malfunctions and the antibodies go crazy. Is it just me thinking that? It's just like yeah. that yeah, kind of a, clue. What's the what's the Val Kilmer on Mars movie? Kind of yeah, mission, mission to Mars. Right. Yeah, there's that bit where it's like evil mode engaged. Oh no, they engaged evil mode. What are we gonna do now? Well, yeah. and, 
There's they a switch to, on the back. You switch the evil had, switch, the they, good switch. They had to set that up so that Amy could do that later in the episode. But still, I think it's, it, it was silly. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was silly, but it was uh, – be- the benefit was that they're very polite and they, <laughs> they say things that, like, oh. you will feel a tingling sensation followed by death. <laughs> so yeah, well, <laughs> I, I did enjoy that they, they – it was a silly concept, so you have to just fully commit to making it incredibly yeah. silly. Yeah. So yes. that is a plus on its side. I well, think, there I was – go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> they were so understated uh, that it really worked for the episode where it's just the creepiest Doctor Who villains are the ones that are yeah. subtle and say things in complete sentences. And you're like, OK, I'm really scared, even though you're a giant floating deli- jellyfish. This is the scariest thing in the lodger, I thought, was it's got it's kind of all these horror elements. But then when they actually go up to the upstairs and the holographic autopilot or auto replacement pilots like we have tested 17 life forms and they have not or pilots. And they've all failed. There are six billion, one hundred eighty five million blood to test. And it's like, oh, my God, they're going to kill everybody on the planet. If they have to, to fly this goddamn spaceship. Yeah, I think I think what struck me as interesting about this that, that I think I just sort of got from the, the, the conversation here was this is a fairly like it's a mythology episode, right? Doctor Who doesn't always have a lot of mythology episodes. I mean, there are a few sprinkled here and there, but um, like you know, the plot of this episode does not exactly does not stand on its own. It is in fact sort of the second part of of, of a Good Man Goes to War, but that was also very much not you know a standalone episode or even there is not like a you know we have that central the Doctor shows up somewhere and investigating something strange that's going on, right? You know, we have from moment one, this is like, this is mythology stuff, which I like. I like yeah, mythology episodes. They polished off so much in this. I, the only disappointment I had was there were, you know, a million dangly bits from the last couple of seasons. And it's like, oh, she can't regenerate anymore. Oh, she already knows her mission. Oh, the doctor already has kind of her number. Oh, the doctor knows when he's ultimately going to die as a fixed one at a time. Like over. So I was, I was thinking this episode should be called, you know, Dr. Ex Machina because it had so many rabbits pulled out of hats. And while it was satisfying, it means that there's, there's, um, there's still more, you know, there's more mythology to come, but a lot of threads have been snipped now. And so the well, development will have to be We got some trickier. new ones too. We got the, the question, the Academy of the Question. We did. At 42. Just, the question, or the answer is 42. We know that. I right? just expected, did anyone else expect, like, when there's like, it's the oldest question, I just expected them to go, why? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a room with Honestly, a huge question. I, I thought it was more, the question was more obvious than that, which was the creepy silence people to begin with, which is the question is, why does no one ever notice them? Which was the question yeah. they were asking in the last season. I, that may be reading too obviously into it, but what that was my question impression. is Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> he already remember, answers that question. Remember, um, River Song knows the doctor's name and he said there's only one reason that I, I right. would tell anybody my name. And I'm thinking, what if the reason was that that was what the question was that the silence wanted to know the answer to? I don't know. So let's talk about the Time Lords because, um, you know, we've got River Song now and we know that she's essentially got three incarnations. She's used up her regeneration energies to regenerate after being shot by Hitler, as you do, and then uh, saving the doctor's life, which I got to admit, uh, that one I did not see coming, that, that yeah, she was going to save his life. how they were going to get – get out of it but as soon yeah. as as soon as she started to do it i figured out that it was also going to be all of her regenerations because it explains yeah. why we never see her like see why her, she looks yeah. like river song for the rest it, of her right. existence it's also it's internally consistent with some of the david Tennant stuff and so forth like we know that you can move regeneration energy around that there's some kind right. of malleability and you get that full you know 24 hours she can get shot by all the nazis and and laugh and Right. Blow well, I mean, David Tennant gets his hand cut off, right? And, he and then that becomes yeah. a, the no, hand it, becomes it, such a huge. It's an plot example point for years. of uh, of a uh, plot point that is 
canon and makes sense specifically because of the new series that it's like right. the, all the different stuff with the hand and with uh, the the two doctors the double doctors and all of that that's what they're playing with there which is kind of cool that they've got enough now of tra- of a track record that they're using well, you know the last five years yeah, of I, continuity to, to well make they threw that in too with the oh uh don't show me a voice interface of ah uh, when oh. he shows up as himself guilt. Guilt. He's like, no, show, guilt. show me someone i like guilt more guilt i have to, oh, I have so to tell much you guilt. The single best tweet yesterday after the episode ran is from my friend Danny O'Brien, Is a works for the uh, Society for the Protection of Journalists, and he tweeted about one of his friends, I can't believe Liz Henry just got into a conversation about let's kill Hitler with Mike Godwin. Oh. I know he must be so bored by that, but <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I think literally he means that she actually wasn't joking. She had a conversation with Mike Godwin, formulator of Godwin's Law. Which is, don't you, you know, <laughs> that you... The you, probability of any conversation on the internet leading to a reference will, to Hitler it approaches not. one or yeah. is one or something yeah. like that. Right? Yeah. Anyway, that was terrific. Now all Doctor Who fans will invoke Godwin's law. Can I have a a thumbs up for Rory for not only getting to punch a Nazi but also getting to punch Hitler? Punch Hitler. <laughs> I punched <laughs> multiple true. people. Shut up, Hitler. I love, I love his line where she's like, can you ride a motorbike? And he's like, I expect so. It's that kind of day. That's kind of day, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like it if that kind of day continued for the rest of this season. Also, Rory Rory doesn't die, right? It's it's the doctor who Rory dies. Rory does not die. In the promo, don't they, show him, don't they show him saying, we're dead again? <laughs> <laughs> for next week, yeah. Next week, yeah, oh. which, I, which I giggled at. At least, That's you know. Now they're playing as long it. as it, you, you got you got to play it up, right? They've died so many times. You have, you have to. Some- we have some more canon now, too, because I think we learn a little bit more about what's going on. The doc- I mean, I think the introduction of the, the TARDIS as a thinking being and the doctor's wife, I think you're getting a call back to that. I mean, maybe I'm getting this wrong with the whole River Song being able to fly the TARDIS. Right. And she says, she taught me. It's a she. And, it's, and she said, I'm the daughter of, yeah. you know, the tar- I'm a daughter of the, of the time vortex. Or what is yeah. she saying? The daughter of the, the, daughter the-, of the TARDIS. TARDIS. The TARDIS, and I'm yeah. Like, well, Rory and Amy may have conceived her, but the doctor and and the TARDIS shaped her. Yeah, I I, I noticed that, and I thought that that was a perfect connection to the mm-hmm. Doctor's Wife episode. And also, I I got from that that who knows how long she was gone, right? Because it's a time machine, so maybe she spent you know some time with the TARDIS, learning all about the TARDIS, and then she comes back, and she's she's different at that point, right? I mean, she's yeah. she's there's a noticeable change. Is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. I think that was important. She said she taught me, and I'm like. In what period of time? And she talks about. I mean, there's some stuff in the previous. Got a time machine like, as much time as you want. Yeah. Like I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was taught how to fly it by the best. And he smiles, says, "Well, you were busy that day, you know, sweetheart." Huh. And like, oh, so is that yeah, the reference that's to that? It. That's funny. Oh, Stephen Moffat. I have to. <laughs> I have to give sort of, uh, pro, like thumbs up to two things, which is first the Sonic Cane, which was awesome, and <laughs> just just the whole like I'm I'm gonna look like I'm straight out of a 1940s movie musical while I'm dying because really why not I'm the doctor and then the other is the series of rules that we start to get the doctor imparting towards the end of the episode where he's trying to teach trying to teach River as much as possible before he dies it's like number one the doctor lies right should Uh, be writing these down he says yes (laughs) exactly time is not the boss of you number 408 (laughs) yeah that was uh, good that was good stuff and consistent with all of the pieces of the story that we've seen from Stephen Moffat before. That's right, because she's now we know she's quoting them back. We you think that she's the one who composed the rules, and now of course we find out that she's just citing them. So another complaint last, or is he citing her? 
Oh, well, uh, so one of the complaints, Tommy Wimey, Wibbly Wobbly, one of the complaints last year was that, that they simplified, I think for, for a lot of, uh, a lot of audience members, they simplified her story and she said, I, I, I meet him back to front. Right. But this is, this is good because this episode is specifically not that this is their first time meeting. And the next time we see her, we'll be out of order from this. And I kind of like that, that we've broken, we've broken it up again where it's not in a a linear fashion. It's clearly not linear. And so the next time we meet her, we get to have that same kind of moment of, Oh, what is she going to know? At what point in her life is it next? Which is pretty cool. Rather than before when she seemed to know a whole bunch of stuff, the audience didn't. Yeah. This is the first time dramatic irony where we know stuff that she doesn't. Yeah. This is the first time Mm -hmm. where river song is on the defensive. She, she doesn't know what's going on and we do, which is pretty cool. That's a great twist. We've hit that. That's the inflection point. (laughs) Yeah. Basically where he dies and she brings him back. Spoilers. What spoilers? Yeah. What are spoilers? Yeah. Also a great bit is that um, they address the, um, the parental aching heart problem in this episode, which is the fact that Amy and Rory don't get to raise their own child and so forth. And, and um, uh, I think the doctor is the doctor who says you did get to raise her because she lived now. Now they have 20 years or however long experience of being around her of while she was growing up. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was not not covered maybe as much as I expected it to, and maybe we'll see more in later episodes. But I, I thought that was kind of poignant in some ways because mm-hmm. it turns out that they did spend they did spend their childhood with their daughter, or or they got to witness their daughter's childhood. But it was when they were children too. It's so strange, and <laughs> and, and yet uh, better than missing it entirely, I suppose. That's well, yeah, and it. It skips the awkward let's ha- let's have a baby on the TARDIS with adventures portion of the evening, which yes. seems like it could get old fast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So what else struck people about let's kill Hitler? Hitler, Hitler lived. Hitler, Hitler was not killed. It's true. Hitler, yeah, that well, it was, boy, those people in that little robot guy, the little people in the robot guy, they're very bad at their job. Because they, are. because they come out and they get right to Hitler and they're ready to kill him. And then one guy says, wait, it's the wrong time. We can't do this now. Yeah, he checks his calendar. Oh. He's like, wait a second. Come on. Come on, guys. I was, I was wondering if those guys are the guys who eventually imprison River Song or if whether she – I mean because we know she gets imprisoned for murder. The Justice Department. the doctors. Mm-hmm. It's true. They are, they are sort of kills him. And, and that would explain how she can escape so easily because they are completely incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also, we know she's she's basically a time lord, right? Like you couldn't lock up a time lord. Right, right. I, I like very hard. I liked the um, <laughs> they I, tried. I like the lipstick poison, which, again, was one of those things that, that I didn't was a callback. see coming and was yep. completely a callback. Oh, I see. As soon as she did that, I as soon as she did that, yeah. they zoomed in on it. I was like, oh, he is screwed. <laughs> also, the Judas tree. Got to love the poison. Yeah, the Judas tree. Oh, yes. And then there's no cure. And disables regeneration somehow. I, I uh, <laughs> call back to Amy's choice that uh, when they bring up the voice interface and it's the doctor, he says, show me somebody I like, which yeah. is, the, you know, just quick and it goes right by. But it says everything about how he feels about himself. Right. And he's got this self-loathing. What does he keep saying? Guilty? What is it? He's about keep yeah. bringing up images. Oh, yeah. He's like, Guilt, yeah. Somebody I haven't companions. screwed up. Yet. <laughs> right. And it's Amelia Pond. Yet. <laughs> yeah, not too badly. Yes. Yeah, and a nice a nice shout out to Donna saying, Oh real guilt. Oh 
It was Aww. sweet to see the other three companions from the series. I thought that was nice. I missed them. Yeah, I, I had that I moment figure... of like, ooh, is, is Rose going to say something? No. Oh, yeah, there's that, there's that brief shot of them in those. Uh, have you seen those couple, the, the extra scenes that they filmed for the DVD? Where no. Amy's asking, oh, have you not seen these? Go oh, check yeah, them on yeah. YouTube. They're a couple minutes mm-hmm. each. And they're like, there's one where Amy's, it's from like the, uh, the early episode. And she asks him in like one of the first few episodes, like, oh, well, how many people have you had like riding around with you? And he's like, oh, you know, just a few. And she's like, well, how many of them would you say were women? I don't know, like maybe like half, slightly more than half. <laughs> and then they get, he's like, and she tricks him into like showing pictures of all of them. And it flashes through. And of course, they're all blonde. They're all, they're women. Like, all like they're beautiful all women. Alaric, is isn't Alaric the only male? Oh, no, then there was in the very first season, there was the with the doctor's grand or da- or granddaughter. There was a guy who was traveling with them, too. Sure. There, there were there a few here and there. there. But, and Jamie, but they, they, Jamie with the second doctor was the yeah. uh, one of the best companions, in fact. Uh-huh. So there have been men, but but mo- more women than men, and mostly young and pretty. And that was right. and Amy sure. gives him a really hard time for that. And he's like, well, you know, it's it just a, it just happens. I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, also, the, the deleted scene in which he describes himself. She asks him like, well, what is he? He's like, I kind of see myself like a like Gandalf. Like a space Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's good. All the those, stories about wizards turn out to be about him. The extras are, are really uh, – those, those are – They're, um, they're, they're really pretty funny. funny. We, should talk, we should talk about the sexism. The, the Twitter the – Twitter oh, the sexism. Oh, the Twitter. <laughs> it's the time on our podcast right time. when we Yay. talk about the sexism. Yes. The Twitter get serious. talking with people complaining like, oh, come on. She's this – you know, they paint River Song. She's this incredibly smart, capable person who's the equal to Doctor. And she regenerates. Is talking about the size she is. And she wants to go weigh herself. And she's looking for clothing and blah, blah, blah. And then the Doctor makes that remark about women and then says – you know, you're dying or something like that. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it added up to a little much, although I think it's perfectly reasonable, like the River Song thing, like she's young, she's regenerating, she has all this power, she's been brainwashed, and she's, you know, just giddy with, um, with, As uh, the sole woman on this podcast, I kind of feel like if I magically got a new body, I would want to know what it looked like. No sexism. It's just, you know what? If you change appearance completely, you're going to want to go look in a mirror. River has always been a badass, and she's always done it with style and cared about her style, right? And I liked that there was also the call, like so much of the regeneration stuff was a callback to Matt Smith's regeneration, right? And David Tennant's. David Tennant's, which is the teeth and the the hair that goes on forever. The doctor always rifles through other people's uh, clothes and steals them in order. He doesn't hold them at gunpoint and tell them to strip. But no, but that, that's River but, style. But that's River, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, we I that, that is, that's one of my favorite scenes from this entire, well, it's from the end of the last series with where the Matt Smith regeneration. Yeah. I'm a girl! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. What a great scene. Do uh, you notice there was a callback? I just realized I was talking about that, that Mel's constantly was stealing vehicles, of course, as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you notice it's the TARDIS that they bring up first when they're like, we've got the biggest war criminal in the world, which I imagine is supposed to be a misdirect towards yeah, the yeah. doctor itself. But the fact of the matter is they pulled up the TARDIS and with the TARDIS got the lock on her, which so, means so that at some point, perhaps we see River take the TARDIS. Well, yeah. and, and remember the um, Moffat's longer game here, right, is that when the doctor gets thrown in the Pandorica, they say – we're going to save the universe by putting you in here because only the doctor can pilot the TARDIS, which, you know, is, is wrong because River Song can do it too. And, and that's, you know, there is more plot to be unspooled here. Right. You know, well, we know the whole, these shadowy people, the silence who are, you know, orchestrating this war to stop him, right? Like the whole reason that River Song was brainwashed 
and taken from her parents was to create someone who could stop the doctor. I kind of like that and idea. We've seen of him he's like get killed. Yeah, right. Have, I, I kind of like right. that idea. Are they trying to prevent the question from being asked or make the question be asked? Is that what we don't They're know? They're asking That's, the question. That is, in fact, they, they the, question. the question. That, that right there. Oh, there's the end of the universe right there. Sorry. Oh, crud. <laughs> not again. Oh, well. again. oh no. Uh, oh, not dear. again. Glenn has destroyed the universe again. Oh, Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Shotspots. This podcast Sexism. never happened. <gasps> Let's hit the reboot. Just jiggle the cord. Hit Big Bang 3. Alt TARDIS mm-hmm. and we'll restart again. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So someone remind me because I'm going to be a little fuzzy. Um, the end of last season, um, when River is stuck in the TARDIS that's looping. Yes. Yes. How does she get out? Do we oh, ever? He, he, uh, he has the transporter thing on it. He's got the watch-based uh, portable oh, transporter thing. So he goes into, he the, goes time into loop, the time loop and grabs her, her and gets her out. And then she shoots okay. his fez. Yep. Well, but then we also have the thing where she shows up. After everybody's been destroyed, yes. too, right? That is the mystery. I think that's the great yeah. mystery of that part is she has the empty, blank TARDIS uh, covered Journal. book. Right. She shows and, up, but she shows up at the wedding. At the wedding. Even right. though but she doesn't theory. go to the wedding because she's mm-hmm. bad at weddings, right? Oh, she's right. Yes. She's Mel's. She didn't cross her own timeline. No, Mel's didn't go to the wedding either because well, so I mean, oh, you're right. Mm. And Mel's didn't exist in that timeline no, yet. If Mel, Maybe. wait, but if Mel's, did she? I'm she might have. I don't know. If Mel's, wedding, <laughs> if Mel's had been at the wedding, Melody or River showing up would have crossed the timeline, so Mel's couldn't have gone to the wedding. All right, there's only oh, one way to solve this. Have. Let's get Stephen Moffat on this podcast. That's ring. Jason, he's asleep. Yeah, you've got an ask, inside line, Jason. Ask Phil Michaels to give him a call. Yeah. Sure, he'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside. Oh, that's a call. Burn. Uh, I do have his Stephen Moffat's email address, or at least you know seven years ago when he was mean to us, but. Not since then. So. Yeah. So anyway, I don't hold a grudge. Yeah. Like some, I don't. I don't hold a grudge. It, it. 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 Uh. Yeah. So what else? What else should we should we bring up? I mean, it was so packed full of stuff. But you know, like I said, it was a great ride. I I enjoyed the silly parts and the. It was fun, and and there were parts that I didn't expect, which is always well, nice. I, the whole thing was such a great misdirection that I I really thought this was going to be a some sort of a you know we accidentally save Hitler and then we have to kill him again kind of time paradox episode with a little bit of arc thrown in, and that's not what it was at all. I loved that I was completely fooled about what this episode was going to even be about. It was it was all Doctor Who mythology with a dash of Nazi. Yeah, and running around, and yeah, the Nazis are there, and 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 run into the TARDIS because I've been poisoned, and it just it it was uh it was wacky, it was crazy, it was wacky, but not but not so far over the top that it felt ridiculous. Like you no, know, it was just it was, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was exactly the perfect balance. It's actually a great oh, season yeah. opener, which is funny because they the opener was the finale, <laughs> like they, the the. Opener this, oh, this year. whole season is backwards. Yeah, this the it season is. was structured with Aww. the first two parts as a finale, and now in the middle we get what was a, it essentially felt like the season opener. Very strange, very strange, but yeah, great. So what is the finale going to be? The finale is going to be a, a clip show. They're going to rerun. They're going to rerun part of season one. From the, yeah. the best of season six. Uh, yeah, monster file. <laughs> They did the mash. Uh, you know, I thought um, I thought the fact that the doctor, you know, there's still that recurring device of the doctor looking at stuff on a screen that Amy's not supposed to see. And it's like, oh, come on, let's stop doing that business. But now he knows exactly when he's going to die. He knows the date and um, 
so he, he's got this whole – and we also know that he's supposedly hundreds of years or nearly hundreds of years older when he does you know, actually permanently die. And I'm still holding out. Should I – Jason, should I say the secret that I think it might be, my supposition about the doctor's death? Go ahead. Is it time? It's the flesh. They, they totally paint this. At the end of the flesh episode, the doctor says pretty strongly that the flesh doctor could recreate himself. And so I'm thinking, of course, it's an actual doctor who gets killed uh, in the, in the uh, impossible astronaut. It's the flesh doctor. It's another big piece of misdirection that I think is going to be a, a season-long arc and resolved at the end. We find that the flesh doctor has come back. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. I, I have yeah. to throw in, if you want misdirection, um, I, you know, and not, not to introduce spoilers, but I'm just, just curious because they happen to know what the titles of the rest of the season are. Yeah. The, the finale is titled The Wedding of River Song, which seems <laughs> to be up there with the doctor's wife for like, <laughs> all right, I don't really trust anything that you name an episode this season. Yeah, it's all, it's all a lie. I, it's all tricks. I'm still not entirely convinced that the doctor didn't tell Canton Everett Delaware the third to be at that place at that time because of some sort of fake out where they're right. faking his death and the gasoline he brought isn't really what it, you know, it's something else and who knows what, it, what it is, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, you know, right. a, a whole big fake out that happens. Cause I think we're going to end up with the doctor essentially faking his own death so that he can go more undercover and not be well, paid attention now, to by all these big villains. Also, exactly. as I recall, he gets shot. He starts to regenerate and then gets shot again. Right. That's right. But in theory, if he's mid-regeneration, I mean, like, the whole thing with the regeneration energy, couldn't he, like, couldn't that be a fake out? Right. Well, the supposition that the weapon is somehow... They, they suggest, they also it's... suggest that it's, like, he he hasn't got a chance to regenerate, so he gets shot before that happens, but... Well, they yeah, couldn't just, just shoot a Time Lord twice. I mean, that's you're right because if that were the case, you just kill Time Lord by shooting them and then waiting a minute and shooting them again. Yeah, maybe the gun is absorbing the regeneration energy for later, or maybe, gun. or maybe yeah. the the so, spacesuit so is is um has River in it and she can absorb his regeneration energy like he absorbed it from her, and then he can she can turn around later and give it back to him. I don't know. I, I, I we don't know. Maybe, it's the, doctor, maybe but... it's the end of the show. Yeah, that's it. It's canceled. <laughs> it's over. That's their biggest trick yet. This they said it's renewed and coming back next year, but it's not. That's a fake like the, out. Dun, the dun, best dun. trick Stephen Moffat ever told you was to convince you that he didn't exist. <laughs> it's actually the answer to the usual suspects. It's in fact exactly. Thank you. <laughs> He's got Please, that whole. It's so yeah, you, you're not going to see that coming. Let me tell you, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's in the spacesuit. Kevin Spacey is the doctor. Kevin spacesuit. <laughs> Oh. Any, oh. any other Doctor Spechiman? Te- terrible, um, terrible puns from Glenn. Aside, any other uh, <laughs> comments about "Let's Kill Hitler" before we wrap up? I liked it. I thought it was good. We'll yes. go around and do the mini mini reviews now. Scott also thought it was good. I, I liked it, but I would like to, to have twenty uh, percent more Nazis. <laughs> What is with you and Nazis, dude? What are we Nazis? Nazis. I hate these with you and the Nazis. Well, if you're going to have a, a thing If you're going to have the Nazis. In the Nazis, use the Nazis. Exactly. You have to have more oh. Nazis. Oh, I'll tell you um, my favorite part. Part of this was set in the Nazis. When you go back and watch this again, I'm telling you, the best thing in this entire episode is there's a monocle joke. 
when River Song appears with her guns and tells uh, yes, everybody to take I off their clothes. Those. There's a German with a monocle, and he, he his eyes bug out, and the monocle flies oh, out of his uh, eye. Yeah. Does it, it fall is, into some soup? It, I believe bad. it does. It, it becomes perilously close High to soup. comedy. I quite, I quite oh. enjoyed the aftermath of that scene with the, well, how are yes. we going to find... How are we going to find her in all of Berlin? Look for clues. <laughs> yeah, which which Rory's mocking her at that point. I don't know if you noticed that, but but he, he she says it in the Scot her Scottish accent, and he mocks her Scottish accent. And she tells him to shut up, and then the people <laughs> run out in their underwear. It's delightful. Delightful <laughs> all around, Glenn. Glenn, you enjoyed it. I did. I thought there was a little bit too much Deus Ex Machina, but I I I thought it was. Uh, uh, kept my attention the whole time, and I had very little idea what was going to happen next, which is such a joy because sometimes that. they telegraph a little too much. So that was great. Who else didn't I ask? Dan loved it, and and Ren loved it. Yes. 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 I'll agree. Yes. It's unanimous, and John and John Syracuse is on vacation, so he doesn't get to vote. Denied. <laughs> Somewhere he's clenching his fists in rage. Yeah. Yes. Well, he can clench his fist far away. He's on vacation. His That's right. He, he's on vacation. His, his monocle just fell out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? I, I haven't felt a great disturbance in the forest. Does own a monocle. <laughs> the monocle. I don't know. Any, any episode with a monocle gag is all right by me. All right. Well, that ends our Flash podcast. I think of Let's Kill Hitler. We'll be back sooner or later with some more about this little uh, six episode, second half of a season of Doctor Who. I'm not sure when, but uh, in the next week or two. Until then, I'd like to thank my Flash guests, Serenity Caldwell, Scott McNulty, Dan Morin, and Glenn Fleischman. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. And until next time, I'm Jason Snell for The Incomparable. Thanks for listening. Uh, incidentally, the, the new plot, I've just decided that I'm going to write a book called Let's Quilt Hitler. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I, I know, Scott is my target audience. <laughs> Should the people behind the uh, spaceship that's also a man come up with a new plan called Let's Build Hitler? Oh. I like let's, the idea of selling a book called Let's Quilt Hitler, if only to like, now we can suss out all the Nazis. <laughs> That's like, and, and the, the Nazis. But would it some overlap? <laughs> Nazi quilters. Who doesn't That's want to snuggle with Hitler at night? <laughs> Nazi quilters. Isn't that a? Isn't there an off? Please tell me you're still call? recording this, so I can have blackmail material. <laughs> I'm, I'm I am. Not. I am still recording. Ah, uh, uh, oh, good. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> isn't that? A, isn't that an off-Broadway play? Nazi quilters from Mars. Oh. 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 So let's <laughs> I, let's go back to let's quilt Hitler. I like that. <laughs> I'm surprised that there was not a single performance of springtime for Hitler in this entire episode. That's true. And a this point. I was, I was hoping we for could... putting on the Ritz when he came out with the it, top hat. Yeah. The top hat? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. yeah. The Ritz. Is he going to sink? <laughs> that, was a, that was a good bit. I like, I like the, uh, I like the left leg fell asleep. Uh, yes. I'm going to sit, sit down. down. The right leg started to yawn. <laughs> sit that was a little, uh, wasn't that a little uh, Princess Bride, you know, to the pain? Not quite, I guess, because he was already lying down in that bit. It was just delightful. It was good. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. Long Smith time since there's been a Doctor Who that I just had absolutely no idea what was going to happen, and I was just on the roller coaster ride. It was great. I thought Matt Smith was his most enjoyable in this episode, with the least sort of ticks and sort of you know stock phrases they were trying out, 
and the least smug. Like he oh. was his way through, but he when he's on the um, on the floor uh, dying, both in and out of the TARDIS, I thought I thought that was great stuff. Like I thought that was his best performance. He felt the, I mean, you felt the weight of it. He felt old and dying, and not quite sure what was going to happen next. I thought that was great. Yep. It was raw. Save it yeah. for the podcast. Oh, Bravo. Getting your Actually, time this is the beginning of the podcast right now. Yes. This We're podcast, going backwards. Back to front. Mobius strip. Yeah. The Mobius of, too, bad I, River song. too bad I stopped recording. Stop. But uh, I kept recording. She's the master. It's your own podcast then. It's too hard. I really liked the touch where when the guy in the spaceship, that was the guy, um, spoke on his little microphone, his little Captain Kirk microphone on his chair, that that they had Karen Gillan saying those lines perfectly timed with him saying it. I mean, you never cut away and saw Robot Amy saying it. Um, it but, but it was just there. It was a really nice touch. I love just that robot, robot Amy, when they're like, help us, Doctor, please help us. She's saying it, but with no emotion whatsoever. And then you're cutting right. back and forth with Amy, who's like completely emotive and like, help us. Well, it was good Karen Gillan yes. performance there. Being, Bravo. Yeah, people knocked her a lot for her lack of acting, but I think she's actually, I don't know, I like her. You wouldn't know, Dan. <laughs> I wouldn't know. That <laughs> looks great to me. No, Dan likes all acting. Exactly. Shut up, Hitler. Okay, I'm gonna go edit this and then post it. Okay. I edit it and post it. It's already edited. It's already up. I put it up already. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> just before sleep. we started, frankly. Yeah. Time travel. Yeah, I just record a, a podcast by myself, and I just you know imp- do impressions of you guys. And I oh, post. Oh, oh. Hello, Jason. This is Scott Melty. <laughs> I would love I to like, hear your that? falsetto, Jason. <laughs> I have to have some tea before I can do that. Of course. Uh, Actually, I use a filter. It's a, he has to wear tighter pants to do that <laughs> podcast. It's I got to get in the moment for that one. You weren't <laughs> on my pretend podcast for this very reason. Oh, <laughs> left I'm out. I was on the also, podcast. also joining me today is Glenn Fleischman. <laughs> <laughs> and Darth Vader, who ironically <laughs> breathes less heavily than <laughs> Glenn Fleischman. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> It's a trap. I have no idea. I'm muting myself now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I just feel good. Now I No, you don't. Mm. Not here. If I were Glenn, I'd be very embarrassed by my heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> if I were Scott, I'd be embarrassed by my love of Nazis. <laughs> I'm love so glad shirt. that I'm still All recording right. this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like a Nazi. Yes, and <laughs> call the Dropbox link for this one, Ren. As we were talking about, incomparable, incomparable oh, I will. After dark. Incomparable Nazis after have dark. gotten a bad rap. So <laughs> keep on going down the rabbit hole, Scott. Just keep on that? going. Who did that rap, by the way? Was that like MC Goobles? <laughs> MC Goobles? It couldn't really? pronounce Goobles <laughs> name, so it's Goobles? MC Goobles. Yeah, it no, sounds like a preschool rapper. DJ Heitler. <laughs> it is. How did you know? DJ Heitler and MC Goopels, along with um, uh, Lil Goring, Lil Goring, Lil Goring, Lil Goring. The miniaturized robot people will come for us all. <laughs>